0: Greetings, children all over the world. This is yours truly, Femi the Storyteller, and I'm back with another story. This story is called Little Piccola Christmas Story. Little Picola Christmas Story. I figured I would give you a series of Christmas stories as we approach Christmas Day. So uh for the next series of stories that I bring to you they will all be Christmas themed. So relax, buckle up your seat and enjoy the stories. But as always before I begin, I like to say I do not own the rights to this story nor any of this music. Thank you. Little Piccola Christmas Story Piccola lived in Italy where the oranges grow and where all the year the sun shines warm and bright. I suppose you think Piccola a very strange name for a little girl but in her country it was not strange at all. And her mother thought it was the sweetest name a little girl ever had. Piccola had no kind father, no big brother or sister, and no sweet baby to play with and love. She and her mother lived all alone in an old stone house that looked on a dark, narrow street. They were be- they were very poor. And the mother was away from home almost every day, washing clothes and scrubbing floors and working hard to earn money for her little girl and herself. So you see, Piccola was alone a great deal of time. And if she had not been a very happy, contented little child, I hardly know what she would have done. She had no playthings except a heap of stones in the backyard that she used for building houses and a very old, very ragged doll that her mother had found in the street one day. But there was a small round hole in the stone wall at the back of her yard, and her greatest pleasure was to look through that into her neighbor's garden. When she stood on the stone and put her eyes close to the hole, she could see the green grass in the garden and smell the sweet flowers and even hear the water splashing into the fountain. She had never seen anyone walking in the garden for it belonged to an old gentleman who did not care about grass and flowers. One day in the autumn, her mother told her that the old gentleman had gone away and had rented his house to a family of little American children who had come with their sick mother to spend the winter in Italy. After this, Piccola was never lonely. For all day long, the children ran and played and danced and sang in the garden. It was several weeks before they saw her at all, and I am not sure they ever would have done so, but one day the kitten ran away, and in chasing her, they came close to the wall and saw Piccola's black eyes looking through the hole in the stones. They were a little frightened at first and did not speak to her, but the next day she was there again, and Rose, the oldest girl, went up to the wall and talked to her a little while. When the children found that she had no one to play with and was very lonely, they talked to her every day and often brought her fruits. Candies and passed them through the hole in the wall. One day they even pushed the kitten through but the hole was hardly large enough for her and she mewed and scratched and was very much frightened. After that the little boy said he would ask his father if the hole might not be be made larger and then Piccola could come in and play with them. The father had found out that Piccola's mother was a good woman and that the little girl herself was kind and sweet so that he was very glad to have some of the stones broken away and an opening made for Piccola to come in. How excited she was. And how glad the children were when she first stepped into the garden. She wore her best dress. A long, bright-colored woolen skirt. And a white waist. Round her neck was a string of beads. And on her feet were little wooden shoes. It would seem very strange to us, would it not? To wear wooden shoes. But Pecola and her mother had never worn anything else. And never had any money to buy stockings. Pecola almost always ran about barefooted. Like the kittens and the chickens and the little ducks. What a good time they had that day. And how glad Piccola's mother was that her little girl could have such a pleasant, safe place to play in while she was away at work. By and by December came, and the other children began to talk about Christmas. One day when Piccola's curly head and bright eyes came peeping through the hole in the wall. And they ran to her and helped her in. And as they did so, they all asked her at once what she thought she would have for a Christmas present. A Christmas present? Said Pakula. Why? What is that? All the children looked surprised at this, and Rose said rather gravely, Dear Pecola, don't you know what Christmas is? Oh, yes, Pecola knew it was a happy day when the baby Christ was born, and she had been to church on that day and heard the beautiful singing and it seemed a picture of the babe lying in the manger with cattle and sheep sleeping round about. Oh, yes, she knew all that very well. But what was a Christmas present? Then the children began to laugh and to answer her all together. There was so much There was such a clatter of tongues that she could hear only a few of the words now and then, such as chimney, Santa Claus, stockings, reindeer, Christmas Eve, candies and toys. Picola put her hands over her ears and said, Oh! I can't understand one word. You tell me, Rose. Then Rose told her all about Jolly Santa Claus with his red cheeks and white beard and fur coat and about his reindeer and sleigh full of toys. Every Christmas Eve, said Rose. He comes down the chimney and fills the stockings of all the good children. So, Pecola, you hang up your stocking and who knows what a beautiful Christmas present you will find when morning comes. Of course, Pecola thought this was a delightful plan and was very pleased to hear about it and all the children told her of every Christmas Eve they could remember and of the presents they had had so that she went home thinking of nothing but dolls and hoops and balls and ribbons and marbles and wagons and kites. She told her mother about Santa Claus and her mother seemed to think that perhaps He did not know there was any little girl in that house, and very likely he would not come at all. But Bacola felt very sure Santa Claus would remember her, for her little friends had promised to send a letter up the chimney to remind him. Christmas Eve came at last. Pecola's mother hurried home from her work. They had their little supper of soup and bread. And soon it was bedtime. Time to get ready for Santa Claus. But oh! Pecola remembered then, for the first time, that the children had told her she must hang up her stocking. And she hadn't any And neither had her mother. How sad. How sad it was. Now Santa Claus would come and perhaps be angry because he couldn't find any place to put the present. The poor little girl stood by the fireplace and the big tears began to run down her cheeks. Just then, her mother called to her. Hurry, Piccola, come to bed. What should she do? But she stopped crying and tried to think. And in a moment, she remembered her wooden shoes and ran off to get one of them. She put it close to the chimney and said to herself, Surely Santa Claus will know what it's there for. He will know I haven't any stockings. So I gave him the shoe instead. Then she went off happily to her bed and was asleep almost as soon as she had nestled close to her mother's side. The sun had only just begun to shine next morning when Pecola awoke. With one jump, she was out on the floor and running toward the chimney. The wooden shoe was lying where she had left it. But you could never, never guess what was in it. Pecola had not meant to wake her mother but this surprise was more than any little girl could bear and yet be quiet. So she danced to the bed with the shoe in her hand, calling, Mother! Mother! Look! Look! See the present Santa Claus brought me. Her mother raised her head and looked into the shoe. Why, Piccola? She said, A little chimney swallow nestling in your shoe. What a good Santa Claus to bring you a bird. Good Santa Claus, dear Santa Claus, cried Piccola. And she kissed her mother, and kissed the bird, and kissed the shoe, and even through kisses, up the chimney. She was so happy. When the birdling was taken out of the shoe, they found that he did not try to fly, only to hop about the room. And as they looked closer, they could see that one of his wings was hurt a little. But the mother bound it up carefully so that It did not seem to pain him. And he was so gentle that he took a drink of water from a cup and even ate crumbs and seeds out of Pakola's hands. She was a proud little girl when she took her Christmas present to show the children in the garden. They had had a great many gifts, dolls, dolls, that could say, Mama! Bright picture books, trains of cars, toy pianos, but not one of their playthings was alive, like Pecola's Birdlink. They were as pleased as she, and Rose hunted about the house until she found a large wicker cage that belonged to a black bird she once had. She gave the cage to Pecola and the swallow seemed to make himself quite at home, in it at once, and sat on the perch, winking his bright eyes at the children. Rose had saved a bag of candies for Piccola. And when she went home at last with the cage and her dear swallow safely inside it, I am sure there was not a happier little girl in the whole country of Italy. Little Piccola, a Christmas story. Children all over the world. Hope you love this story. As I said before, there are many more to come as we lead up to Christmas, the celebration of Jesus Christ, the birth of Jesus Christ. So just work with me, ride with me as we go on this journey to December 25th, the day of Christmas. The day that we will all enjoy. So once again, this is yours truly. Femi the Storyteller. And I love you all. Till next time. Bye for now.